Welcome. You're listening to Talk Amongst Friends, where I am with my co-host, Carrie, our third co-host, Kim Brewer, who just is a staple upon our show now, who I've tried to get to be a host, but she refuses to, but she's still here. And then we have Amy. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, hey. Hello, hello, hello. Today's topic is going to be getting rid of toxic doesn't matter what kind of toxic, just getting rid of toxic. We are at the end of 2020, um, where we have all been in the midst of an entire toxic year, not to mention the three previous years since the election. Yes, I don't care what anybody thinks. President Trump. Oh, is that what we called that? Is that I called it temporary insanity. True, that, that worked too. Awakening from. So cute. Forgive me. That works too. Temporary insanity. <laughs> Yep. But is it temporary? There you go. Now, see, now that would be the question. Cause... It's become the norm pretty much. But um, what, what we're discussing today is, and, and we'll move on into positive things too, because we want to bring in good things into 2021. That's the plan. So what I want to discuss real quick is uh, my Facebook, of course, right? Facebook, again, it always makes its debut here <laughs> in this podcast. So recently I, I got married. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I noticed after I posted that only after, I don't know, after about a week, I don't know. It hasn't even been a week. Has it? Yeah, maybe. Actually it's a week today. It's a week today. It's been a week. Mm-hmm. Happy oh. anniversary. Happy anniversary. <laughs> so with you that being said, I noticed that only like, days. Yes. Damn, we need to get so Tina. No to ask Kim that only that only about 110 people gave it kudos. So during the week, I got annoyed. So what I started to do was I started to delete people. How I started to delete, delete people was I was looking at it and I'm like, hmm, you haven't been on since November. Bye. You have never given me a thumbs up. Get out. Or you, I don't even know you. <laughs> I think that is so weird even, how that happens. You know, it's no. like, how do, how, how are we even friends? I don't even know who you are. Right. Like know. I'm not even going to say today, <laughs> seriously, today, somebody like gave thumbs up or commented on something. And I'm like, who is this the person? You? I even went as <laughs> far as to text someone and ask them who this person was. And they were like, I don't know. I'm like, well, you're a mutual friend. Like four of us are mutual friends from with this person, and but nobody knows this I person. I still don't know who this person is, and we all don't know who this person is. That's kind and of scary. Have a picture, so how the hell am I supposed to know who you are? It just takes one person <laughs> to say yes, and then everyone's like, oh, we have a mutual friend, and then everybody else says yes. So they just need to break right. the one. Right. But does anybody know who this guy is? No. What do you know? <laughs> okay. So anyway. you're right, Carrie. That's how stalkers <laughs> become really good friends. It's true. Right. Well, yeah. And then that's another thing too. Like, are you a Facebook stalker? I was probably like, hmm, yes, you are. Delete. Delete. So I decided one of my ways of getting rid of toxic is that because I kind of feel like if you can't support me in my endeavors and I'm thumbs up in your shit, but you're not you're not saying anything on mine or even and you're you know, most important. You just got hi. married. You just got right. married. You're most Which is like a whole life changing thing, right? I don't care if we've been together forever. Yep. It's still life changing. But um, so for me, I think Facebook has been one of the most toxic things in my life, especially the last year, because it's been our only means of communication with a lot of people. And it is. That's the only reason why I keep it, because if I if, if I didn't, I, I would get rid of it. But I also wanted to touch base with throwing my own family under the bus because like two people from my family, three people from my family, my my immediate family said congratulations. And I think that's pretty shitty. And so, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, they have their excuses. Oh, I believe in the Bible and and, and I believe in God and, and my religion yeah, tells right. me, okay, first of all, nowhere in the damn Bible doesn't say anything about that. It says to love thy neighbor. Most of all, it's he who is without sin cast the first stone. So where you bitches but, at? But who I'm just saying. have around him? I'm another pretty sure one of them people were gay. I'm pretty another sure. Another episode. I, mean, <laughs> I know. 
Okay, you're right. That's a different episode because we're going to talk about that too. We're going to I mean, talk about rabbit rabbit hole. Some we point. fucking rabbit hole there, but I don't think we want to right now. So let's you're keep right. going. You're going rabbit hole there. She's absolutely right. We're no, because we're talking about people all night and that'd yeah, be wrong. Yeah, you're right. We're supposed to be talking about toxic. So yeah. one of the toxic <laughs> is Facebook. So I am quelling people. I am getting rid of people because to me, it's insignificant for me to have people on my Facebook that I don't even interact with or that I interact with negatively. So there's more to come. I mean, why am I interacting with negative people? If we're not on the same page, bye. I don't care anymore. I, I just, you know, we can agree to disagree, but there's certain things that we cannot disagree on that I right. am not able to accept about you. Well, that so, goes back to that whole moral ethics thing, you correct, know? Correct. So, so I'm fine with that. But to me, that's just toxicity. And mm -hmm. I'm going to get rid of that. That's one of the things I want to get rid of is, is the Facebook toxic garbage that is there. And sure, maybe people think I spew garbage. That's fine. I don't really care what you think about me or what I say. However, in the new year, though, which we'll, we'll talk about as we go on in this show, is, is two of the words that stick out for me are change and actually it's not a word. It's more of a statement is, um, change and new beginnings, new beginnings for me, because I just got married. Um, I have a lot of things that I still want to accomplish in my life. It's just time to move on. Even, even through this, this, uh, world that we call, I don't know, what do we want to call it? It's crazy. It's crazy right now. And it's crazy for everyone. Everybody's going through something, whether they're dealing with personal issues, whether they're dealing with depression, whether they're dealing with, I don't know, a parent being ill, et cetera, et cetera. We are all dealing with something. And on any given day, none of us knows what anybody's going through. Right. Right. But we want to keep the positivity around us and in doing so it's getting rid of the toxic, whether it be toxic people, whether it be toxic behavior, we all have them. Right. Yeah. So See, I think for me, what are your thoughts? Of, what toxic for me is is to a large extent lies. Lies that I tell myself, mm. lies that I buy into, lies that I accept from others, even though I know they're a lie. Wow. One of the first things I had to do was accept my own power to get rid of what is toxic to me. But in order to do that, I had to admit that I was complicit in a lot mm. of what was toxic to me because I wouldn't tell myself the truth. I wouldn't be honest about what hurts me. I wouldn't be honest about what offends me. I wouldn't be honest about the fact that I was always giving and never receiving. I wouldn't be honest about the fact that, you know, I put myself in certain situations and I enabled behavior. And so part of being able to say to yourself, you have the power and the right to get rid of what is toxic to you. Had to be looking at myself and saying, OK, you contributed to this situation, kid. You're the reason you're here. But that's okay, because you have the power to leave here. And it was interesting what you were saying, Kayleen, because when you were talking about the people who did not show any encouragement or appreciation for this milestone event in your life, one of the things that reminded me of in my own personal life was the truth I did not tell myself about my own relationship and people's acceptance of that relationship. Mm. My biological family is very much into appearances. And so while my ceremony, because this was before marriage equality, was very heavily attended and everyone was involved, I learned afterwards how much of a facade that was. And mm. the truth was that there was wow. really never any acceptance of who I am and how I love. Ooh. Well, wow. you know, wow. saying what you're saying. Wow. So I just want to piggyback off of this real quick because I, there's something I got to say about that is 
we're having a ceremony, okay? We're having it in January. Due to COVID, right? We're only having literally 10 people there. Mm-hmm. Like this was this was not an easy list to make. And some people may take it personally because they are not on this list. But number one, we're in Colorado. So it doesn't make sense to have people fly in, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, the people that are there are people that played a monumental role in this relationship, taking that step further. Right. So there would be more people involved, but if I have to quell it down to 10 people, these are the 10 people I chose. And, and some people are going to be offended. I can tell you that right now. Some people are okay. going to be offended, but they need not take it personal because it wasn't personal. It was just a decision we had to make there. Right. I mean, there's going to be people there. There's literally one person there. And I'll tell you that who is going to be there with her husband, who I've probably only known for probably four years, but she was instrumental probably the number one instrumental person in, in, in pushing me to do this and mm-hmm. pushing me over that edge because this is not easy. This was not easy for me to come to this decision to say, okay, yep, it's time. We got to do this. Let's just do it. Yeah. Because I've always been afraid to take that step. And that has nothing to do with Tina. That has that. That's about me. That is my, and I, and I own that. That's on me, not her, not anybody else. It was, it, it was just a choice that I was just way too scared to take that plunge, you know, living in fear of that. And, uh, so, so she is going to be there mm-hmm. and I haven't told many people who she is. A- and I'll explain to you guys the reasoning behind the reason why I haven't told people about her too much is because she works with me okay. and I don't have usually a close relationship with people I work because I tend to like shut that down mm-hmm. as soon as possible. Cause I don't trust anybody. Right. But she was very instrumental. She will be standing next to me. And I just, that's just how it is. That's how it is. But a lot of people didn't get invited due to COVID. Like I said, I have, I have to quell it down to 10 people. And, yeah. and, and I had, you know, two other very close friends to me that, that are going to be there. You know, one of them is my best friend from college that I've known forever. The other one is the, another person is, um, somebody that has been a staple in my life since I was a freshman who, who knows more about me than a lot of people who has seen me at my lowest. Mm. I mean, and a lot of, you know, who this person is too, but, um, it's just going to be anyway, Kim, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you made me think about that. No, 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 no. I I, I was, I was kind of done with that phase. I, you know, but about how people give that facade and that's toxic in itself. I mean, it is. You know, it is because it doesn't allow you to live in your truth. Right. It allows right. you to. And part of what I had to come to terms with was when my marriage ended, there was a lot of pain and a lot of agony in that. And, you know, it's human nature to want to throw responsibility. Oh, it's your fault. If you had been this, if you had done that, if you had, if you had, if you had, but taking ownership of a lot of that and saying, oh, well, I put this person in an impossible situation. I used this person to say what I should have had the strength to say just period and been done. Mm -hmm. So that's part of your own self-toxicity. And knowing that as you move into the next relationship or relationships that you have, you have to be honest about, okay, look, I love my family. I love my spouse, my partner, my girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. But I got to be clear that I know you all don't understand and you don't accept. That's okay. Some of you, I will have to love from afar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man. It's just yeah. not okay with me that you don't accept that. Right. And I always, I always say that, that, and, and I, I love my family from afar and it's a sad, sad thing. But if you're not accepting of me, whether you're family or friends or your so-called friends, I don't want anything to really do with you. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to go on with my everyday life. And I will tell you this: some of my greatest friends are my family like mm-hmm. are now my family. 
your chosen family. Yes, my chosen family. Absolutely. And, and we may not talk every day. We may not talk all the time. We may talk every once every freaking month. But we always pick up. You can always tell who those people are because you can always pick up where you left off. Like no time has passed. Right. Mm -hmm. And those are the people that oh, matter. I love that. That's right. I have a friend like that. Um, she and I went to undergrad together. And it was funny because we were laughing just the other day about the fact that our relationship over the years, I've dropped off the face of the earth. She's dropped off the face of the earth. We've reconnected. We've been in and out. But literally just knowing the other person is somewhere in the world makes life better because we know each other. And we know that anytime we pick up a phone, send a message, send a text, whatever, it's going to be like it has always been. And there are very few people in life, I think, for me, that I can do that with, mm -hmm. but I need that. I am an emotional person. Mm. I need people who feed my emotions. When I'm down, when I'm up, when I'm happy, when I'm sad, when I'm sick, when I'm weak, when I'm strong, I need people. And like you were saying, Amy, it's your chosen family. Right. Those are the people who have seen me through some of the lowest points in my life just because they understood they could relate yeah you know they could mm -hmm. meet me where i am sometimes your chosen family sorry go ahead no 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 go ahead i was just gonna say sometimes your chosen family is a hell of a lot closer you know than your biological family and they they get it it's because you know they 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 were brought into your life for a reason. Yeah. So what toxic things are you wanting to get rid of, Amy? Ooh. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got all the time that you want to tell. <laughs> that That's a hard one right now. You know, I, yeah, I, get I was it. explaining earlier before we even came on air that my um, relationship with my mom, who, as you know, Kayleen, you know, I've been there for her throughout this whole illness for 12 years now, you know, that she has been ill and have given up a lot. And our relationship has become very toxic and it's difficult. It's difficult for me to, you know, separate myself from her because she, she throws that guilt out big time. And she, one of the things she said to me today is that, you know, she gave birth to me and she took care of me growing up. So it is basically what she's saying is my duty as her daughter to care for her. Mm. And it's like, Ouch. I never asked to be born. Yep. I never asked to be, you know, in her life. It just happened to be, I was, you know, a child of hers born to her and it's just life has turned out the way it is but it, it's sad that she feels like i this is why i'm here this is my purpose is to care for her now you know in her illness in her older age but that's tough to, you know it's like a lot of, a lot of i think a lot of children adult children would have walked away after experiencing, you know, what I've experienced, the, the not being appreciated, the, you know, it's just expected of me um, and giving up, you know, my life. I'm, I'm engaged and I have a fiance over in England and, you know, basically I've put my life on hold to care for my mother and, <laughs> You know, it, it's hard. It's I love my mom to death, but it's just it's very toxic and I need to what I would like to accomplish is to try to either sever that, you know, tie somehow or figure out a way to I don't know. 
I don't even know if you can have it become less toxic, but. Mm, I get it. And this kind of drives me to this question I was going to ask is how do you get out of a toxic situation you are stuck in? Because there are certain situations like what Amy's talking about that we are indeed stuck in. Um, You know, it's kind of like there are, are, are things that we choose to do in our lives, especially when it comes to parental things. Right. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm literally trying not to go down this train for a reason. <laughs> I know. But, I sense it. I, I hear you, but I understand you, Amy. I, I totally understand you. I, I get understand what you're saying. I completely understand. Um, you know, we are brought up to, uh, and not every family, not every family is like that. Not every, but, but I will tell you, I will tell you this. Um, and I don't want to get into like this race thing, but mm-hmm. a lot of Hispanics, a lot of, a lot of, uh, blacks, we don't put our family members in homes. They live with us till the mm-hmm. day they die mm-hmm. or they live in their own homes. And we we're still there every day. Right. So, yeah. In taking care of them, we do. We give up a lot. We give up a lot of ourselves to make sure they are taken care of. And sometimes, hell yes, it feels like they are ungrateful as hell, as hell. And a lot of times they use that damn guilt trip like like it's candy, like they're giving out candy on Halloween. Mm-hmm. You go, here you go, and they put you on that damn guilt train. And there is no one on the planet, and I mean there is nobody on the planet like a parent that can put your ass into the deepest guilt possible. But our parents have that one thing over us that they can do to us, and that is guilt us quickly, Mm -hmm. make us change our mind quickly as far as, okay, yeah, I need to do that, right? And I am damn lucky I have the partner that I have. Well, and I think it's hard, Amy, because as I was listening to you, so much of what I was hearing resonated with the relationship that my mother had with her mother. Mm. And I witnessed it because I grew up in the house from the time I was five until the day my grandmother died. And I look at how much of her personal life my mother sacrificed. Mm -hmm. My mother when I was five years old and she never remarried. I'm 50. Mm. All of her siblings had relationships. They have them right to this day. But who was there? Who was there? There you go. Mother and not the siblings. Siblings. And so, Amy, when I hear you talk about how you feel, what I fear the most, and I don't know that this is true for you, Mm -hmm. but what I fear the most is that we become what we have been victimized by. Mm -hmm. My grandmother dominated my mother's life because she did not have a life of her own because she was single, because her children had grown up, and because she had invested and poured everything she had into those kids. She had no relationship. She had no partner. She Mm -hmm. had no companion. So she had nothing to do but suck the life out of my mom and take from my mom her future and her companionship and all the opportunity that she had. And so it's easy to become the very oppressor that you've been victimized by. And how toxic is that? Oh, it's awful. Because then it becomes generational. It's that cycle. It is. Mm -hmm. And you're absolutely right, Kayleen. It is so much a cultural thing. And it was so ingrained. But it's funny that even when you have siblings, someone 
of those siblings takes that message to heart stronger than others. My mother actually felt guilty, guilty when she didn't give up, when she didn't sacrifice. And she rationalized it and she explained it well. You know, mother was here to take care of you, Kim, when you were little and I was working. And if I had had to leave you with strangers, anything could have happened to you. And I'd have felt awful because I exposed my child to that. And she made it so I didn't have to do that. So I owe her. But then she started to feel bitter because all of her siblings had their lives and they went on trips and they went on vacations and they had lovers and they had partners and they had spouses and she didn't. And then she got resentful of them and she kept thinking, well, why don't you guys help me out? Why aren't you guys sacrificing? Why aren't you guys doing any of this? If people could see me now, I'm like screaming in my chair inside myself because, oh my God, you are so dead on Kim. Dead, dead Mm -hmm. on. But but Amy, tell us, I want you to tell us why you don't have these options that, that she's talking about. Well, and if you even feel that way, because like yeah. I said, well, I may be well, I know any situation though, as far as, you know, she doesn't have siblings. She doesn't have right. other family that can step in or they won't I, step my, in. Right. My, um, my brother passed away in 1990. So it's been 30 years and then my father passed away in 2001 and it's just been my mom and I since. Mm. And we, you know, lived in Colorado for 37, you know, 37 years. And, you know, we, we moved down here because, you know, here we go. Hindsight's 2020. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I had an uncle, my dad's brother, who lives here in Florida, and his wife, my aunt, said, you know, if you move down here, we'll, I'll help you take care of your mom. And I think at that point in my life, I needed, you know, I thought I needed that familial help Right. Some support. Right. Right. But what I did not appreciate or realize is I had that, even though it wasn't blood family. Mm. I had that back in Colorado. Um, You know, we had very good friends who did a lot for us. And, you know, but like I said, hindsight's 2020. You just wish, you know, you could change, go back in time and change things. But we moved down here and um, a month after we got here, my uncle passed away. And three years later, my aunt passed away. So once again, you know, it's just my mom and I and her sisters live in Pennsylvania and they. They're not any help at all. They don't they have never, they haven't come down to visit. We've been here eight years. Um, well, she has one sister who is like a snowbird, but we have to kind of twist her arms. My mom was in the hospital one time when they were down here and I had to twist her arm to come visit her in the hospital. It's like, it's your own sister. I just don't understand, but they, They like to throw out, you know, well, you should do this. You should do that. It's like you have, you have, uh, you can have no say, you know, whatsoever. Yeah. You don't get to say shit. I get that. You know, I have siblings. And um, you would think I don't. And you would also, Mm. I'm the youngest and you would think that. I'm the oldest. Absolutely the oldest. Yeah. I get it. I get, I get this and, you know, more power to you for, for taking this on because this is not easy. I, I I do not envy you whatsoever, but I understand you. And, um, you know, it's, 
it's not easy. It's not easy taking care of a parent. And it's certainly not easy taking care of a parent who is ill. And it's not easy watching your parents decline. Exactly. That, that tears you up from the inside out. And, you know, that's almost a totally different show, to be honest. Um, but we do develop these toxic relationships with our parents. And it has nothing to do with the fact that, you know, with, with the, the fact that we don't love them. But mm-hmm. it's hard to live our lives separately with them there as well right. at the same time. Because there's a fine line where your parents have this expectation of you and what you should be doing. But then, wait a minute, what about my life? I should be able to have a partner deal with that part of my life that I've been missing out on for so long. But yet you have these other expectations on me and guilt me into staying, doing things because you feel obligated. Right. Well, if they feel entitled to your life because they trust you, then they're not going to give you your own life, which is terrible. But at the same time, though, it's you have that thing in your head. Like if I don't do it, nobody will. Yes. And and actually true. It's seriously like that is that's fact for us. Mm -hmm. That's fact. So I understand Mm -hmm. that. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I'm very lucky that I have the partner that I do because she's sacrificed so much to remain here in my life with me because, you know, my mom lives with us. Right. And that's hard on anybody's relationship period. You know, the parents don't think that it should be because they think they should be number one. But in reality, Mm -hmm. you, you raised us. And once you've raised us, we move on, we grow up. We have, we're supposed to have families of our own. We're supposed to live on our own. We're supposed to do these things. Right. Mm -hmm. But yet they want to hold on to you and not let you do that. But sometimes you've got to, to do what you've got to do. I think the definition of help too, you know, Amy, you touched on a lot of things for me that I think about. Mm -hmm. We internalize definitions differently. For example, I have a friend, a really good friend who is struggling with her sister right now because her sister remained at home, stayed in the home with both their parents. And the sister now resents the fact that my friend left home, got married, had her life. The point being, when my friend now says, but I am willing to help you, the sibling gets upset because her definition of help is, you need to come down here and do what I've been doing for the last 20 years. No, Mm. that's not help. Help is I'm going to enable you to transition out of the home by helping you find a place for mom. We're going to come up with a rotation with a schedule. Maybe mom comes up here for four months out of the year. She goes to our other sibling for four months out of the year. She goes to our other sibling for four months out of the year. But see, in our mind, Our definition of help is you need to do the same thing that I have done. Mm. I don't know, Kim. Action, action, speak louder than words, though, because I'm I'm telling you this right now. Telling you this right now. My sisters, hell no. These MFs ain't nowhere. And I don't care. I'm gonna call them out. They are nowhere to be found. Honestly. They may not be. And and it's hard because I don't expect them to go through what I've gone through, but I sure as hell expect them to call my mother, to come and get my mother, to hang out with my mother. And it never happens. Like, seriously, I have probably seen my sisters three times at my house this year, if that. And I understand there's a pandemic. I get that. But you know what? Um, Gee, I don't know. Come over and sit in the kitchen. That's six feet from the front room. But the whole... But the reality is, in your case, I think what what is hard to get up, wrap our heads around is that our definition of taking care of, because we have a different sense of responsibility, and it goes back to, we've talked about it on the show before, 
our sense of morality, our sense of integrity, our sense of responsibility, our sense of accountability. We have a different definition. I wish I didn't have a lot of folks. things for just like ten minutes. <laughs> Girl, please. If you didn't have none of the things, we'd all be arrested. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But, you know, Miss Carrie, you you know, you hit on it, too, when you responded and you were saying, yeah, that is tough. I think in a lot of situations in our lives, our definition of things can be our own undoing. Because I tell you, you know, I'm a control freak. I got issues. Right. So do you think that do it as well as I can? So do you think that we're more toxic to ourselves than the toxic people that, well, yeah, I guess you're right. Because if you think about it, we allow those toxic people in right, or those toxic situations because we're not getting out of those toxic situations. So I guess in, in, in retrospect, it's all on us. As how, far do you, as how, much toxic how do you do in. that? Like I understand, I understand. And, and like, I have a no contact with my mom because like, that's a whole other thing, but so like I I no longer am in relationship with my mother because the abuse that she like I have CPTSD like I just figured this out this past semester so I'm letting go of shame I'm trying to because it influences everything but I was an only child how do how except she adopted um, a, a medically fragile baby when I was 16 so I went and I became caregiver for my sister but then mm. also caregiver for my, you know, borderline bipolar. I was parentified. So Amy, it sounds to me like you've been your mom's parent for a long time. And, mm. and we've mm-hmm. possibly all been in a situation where we became the parent. And, you know, it's, uh, I, first of all, I got to say like Amy and Kayleen and Kim, you have made seriously brave decisions. And Amy, you were like, if only I had changed or something you made, a very brave and loving and caring decision that did not turn out the way, but with the information you were given, like you have been so brave and your purpose mm-hmm. is not just taking care of your mother. And you know that too. And I'm excited for your, your life as it blossoms, you know, and as you get to, to explore your own purpose in your own life. But I, I don't know how to, I wasn't ready to get, and no contact until I couldn't, until I had a breakdown. Like I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't take the abuse. Mm-hmm. So I had to say, I can't be in a relationship. And I begged her to get help. I'm like, I want you to get help and healing, but you cannot treat me like a piece of shit. Every, you know what I mean? Like I am right. not here for you to be a, a vampire. on. Like I'm not your life source. And I couldn't not do that until there was nothing left. So I wasn't brave. I was done. Like, literally Mm. what you said just now i'm not your life force Mm. it's like but see you were brave though carrie because a lot of times we fool ourselves into believing if we didn't get it right the first time then we can't ever get it right the fact that we reach our breaking point before we have to get it right means we failed no it doesn't it doesn't matter when you wake up from the nightmare as long as you wake up. Wake up. Wow. That's and, and I don't mean the nightmare in the sense that it's intentional or that it's, I, I don't want to vilify people because life happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it does. It does. I tell my girls all the time, my babies are adopted. And the one thing that I will not do is vilify their biological mother. Life happens to all of us. Mm-hmm. And I am certain that that woman wakes up every day and wonders to herself, how the hell did I get here? Yep. What happened to me? This was not my plan for my life. What you said, vilify them. Vilify Yes. Yeah. I'm not doing that. I don't do that with my ex-spouse. Even though they suck. Yeah, girl. <laughs> I have to pray sometimes. I have to be like, okay, Lord, can I just say, can I just say just a little bit? My uh, partner chose he and his pronouns. So I have to say sometimes, can I just please tell him that he was just an idiot? And I, please, Lord, please, can I just please? Just, just, once, just a little, just a little, Lord. <laughs> but then I sit there and I'm breathing. I'm like, okay, let me get this right. Let me get this right. Because I don't want them to think 
that there's anything wrong with them. Right. And sooner or later, they're going to come to their own realizations about that. Exactly. You will have your own relationship. I had to tell him the other day, you know, I made the choice to cut him out of your life. I made that choice. And when you grow up, you may decide that that was the wrong choice. You may decide, hey, mom, that was fucked up. You shouldn't have done that. You, you, you know, you just did this all wrong. And I will have to live with that. I will have to own that. But I have to tell you the truth of that. And the truth of that is that it was my decision. Right. I made it with the best of intentions with, like you said, Carrie, with the information that I had available to me at the time. I made the best decision that I could. But I have to own that. It was my choice. It was not his. Right. So, Carrie, what are you getting rid of? What toxic stuff are you getting rid of? Well, I really think it's like a toxic shame. Like, there's so much about myself I think that I need to be just better at. Like, I need to be more, I know we're in a goddamn pandemic, but I need to be more social and more, you know, this or more that. And, you know, because of, you know, past trauma and attachment disorder or whatever things that I'm trying to um, kind of trudge through healing kind of things about it really affects the way that I relate to people and um, relationships. But I feel really ashamed that I feel not comfortable having relationships. I feel like I should be a better, a better version of, you know, of everything. And so, you know what? I'm fucking exhausted by that. And I don't know how to lay that down, but I'm fucking tired. Like <laughs> I can't be anything, but what I am, God damn it. So <laughs> I might as well leave it. Just set that shit down. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Then. There you okay. go. <laughs> and sometimes you just got to be that real with yourself and just be like, you know what? I realize that I think I should be, but I'm not. But dang, I'm just tired. I'm food. Yeah. And the realization that we're the ones who allow this toxicity to just drip all over right. and enter our lives is like a damn epiphany right now. Cause I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, I guess I did allow that to happen. Right. Like, Ooh. But I don't like it, mm-hmm. you know, but you're right. I mean, Kim, Kim just opened the damn floodgates and was like, but it's, it's her fault. Aren't you the one who's allowing this? I was like, oh my God, I'm being chastised. But damn, she's right. But, but yeah, you know what? That was a life lesson for me. I mean, seriously, I'm 50 years old. Do you know how long the journey has been? Oh my God. To that acceptance. Because right. that meant, like I said at the beginning, that meant I had to look at myself and go, you did that. Ooh, you can only do it because you did it. Calling me, I have my hand up. <laughs> You're so crazy. You're so crazy. Hey, calling oh, me. Here. Speaking of like time spent, I've, I think I've wasted a lot of time wishing that people, like thinking that people will change. That that people will will like, no, they can't be like this. They're totally going to get better. Like that's in a fucking lifetime and they're not any different. They're not interested in changing. So maybe I should change myself, but Jesus Christ, you really don't want to change. You really want to be a racist piece of shit. Okay. Right. Well, I had an uncle. I'm kidding you not because I was single and I didn't have kids. I was the appointed throned caretaker of this oh, individual. Jesus. Okay. No. For 25 years. Crazy how people have that expectation of you. Well, she don't have no kids, so she can do it. What? Don't deal with the crazy. What in the hell? And who the hell thought of that stupid ass shit? Mm-hmm. Like, and seriously. Kids, you're right, though. I like, spent she my don't have kids, life. she can do it. Yes, I have heard people literally say those words. Literally, people have said that. Life. Waiting for him to change. Going, you can't possibly want to be this way. You can't possibly not want help. You can't possibly not want to change. You can't possibly. My relationship with him was one of the main reasons I had to look at myself and go, okay, you have to learn to love from afar. Mm -hmm. Because you don't have to accept that this individual brings you joy at times 
and is at their core a very decent human being, but you can't deal with all the rest of the bullshit that comes along with that. And most of all, you cannot move it into your home. And yes. you cannot have it around your family. Yes. And you cannot get up every day and deal with it. And you cannot go every time the phone rings at two o'clock in the morning down the street on East, you know, the nearest yeah. wherever yeah. they yeah. are. On East or West Colfax and Mike. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so down to the yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I get into church and start dancing right now. I'd be fan of myself. Like you're preaching. You're, pre- you're preaching, Kim. <laughs> like keep it going. <laughs> I, but I felt you, though, Miss Carrie. I felt you. I truly, truly did. And it's that exhaustion. It's that point where you go, I can't do this shit no more. I cannot. I mean, and really, I was just talking go. about the same thing on my Facebook. I was like, how many of you are feeling that year-end exhaustion? I don't think I've ever felt this exhausted in my entire my life. life. And I know, you know, it's funny because we all have been hanging out, playing games, doing whatever at home. But damn, that gets tiring after a while, right? So I'm to the point where I am physically and mentally exhausted. Like, I mean, literally, I get three days off in a row. Last week, I swear to you, for those three days, I could not get out of bed. Yes. I still haven't responded to your post because I'm like, how real do you want me to be, Kaylee? I'm like, I don't know. Real. I mean, then I'm everybody. Write the entire page. Like, yeah. I don't like, care. Write a damn page. Get out of bed. Like, I can't yeah. like, get out of bed. Like, like, I am overly Good. exhausted right now as we speak. If these people could see my eyes, they <laughs> I know would know. I'm just like, I got Girl, freaking I'm bags on bags. Does that tell you how tired I am? <laughs> I'm like, y'all nuns need to go in that room and do not come out. I don't want to see you. Kim is don't tired. Write, don't call. Don't send smoke signals. Right? Um, somebody up in there dying, I don't even want to talk to y'all. Miss Kim has had enough. I said, send smoke signals. Nothing. That's I know so what true. you look like. I don't want to see you. But you know, I mean, one of the things I want to do too is is end <laughs> is end this year on a positive note. Hell you know, yeah. I, part of me doesn't know how to do that, but at the same time, oh, you know, go being happy again. Damn let it. me tell you something. The week of the twentieth, right? So the week yeah. of inauguration week is going to be a hell of a goddamn week because oh. it's on the twentieth, and I'm getting married on the twenty third. So that is going to be like, hey, that's going to be the week. That's going to be the week for me. <laughs> Plus, I go on vacation in January for like almost a little over two weeks. I can't wait to get out of there. I my mental health is suffering. You know, I want every day. that's another place where we allow a lot of toxicity into our yes. lives in our places of employment. The place of employment, dude. My place of employment is to- so toxic. I literally came home today. <laughs> Tina was kind of upset because I was like, I hate it. I hate this damn place. I can't stand it. I don't know how you could stand even coming in here. I mean, like, I was just like at my ropes, and thank God it was my Friday. Cause I just, I can't stand it. The whole atmosphere is just like, uh, is, uh, sometimes it is though, you know, I don't and like sometimes it. it's the I don't profession. Like it, I mean, you I know, like sometimes it. you deal with crap and it makes you feel like crap. And then sometimes it's the people that surround you. They work your last nerve and that makes you feel like crap. And then sometimes it's just, I just woke up on the wrong side of bed today and I don't want to see y'all. Well, I definitely woke up work. on the wrong side for like the last Two days. Okay. I have been on the wrong side of the bed and not coming today. I was reminding me of your question. Like, well, how do you put up with toxic shit when you're stuck? Like, like right. I gotta work. Like, I, yeah. there are relationships I can't. I can't completely dip yet. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm totally loving them from afar, like you said, Kim, because if they get in my space, I cannot be held responsible for what I do to them. Right. You got to be over there. But, like, how if you're stuck in a, a job, you have to have work. So how do you sustain Honestly, no. I'm lucky because I have a desk that's on the other side of the, the room <laughs> and it's completely like the city <laughs> by itself. Seriously, <laughs> like my desk, my area problem. is completely separated. And that is what is my saving grace. Honestly, because there are times when I just I, I just can't believe some of the shit that is coming out of people's mouths. I mean, are you guys serious right now? Is there anybody that's immune to your toxic talking about them behind their back? Nope, no one is immune. I'm not immune. They're they're, they'll be talking to the they'll be talking to this person right there in their face, be all fine, and then five minutes later, blah 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 blah, and you're just like, didn't you just 
get him half your sandwich? Wouldn't you just sit right. with them having coffee? Right. Did you just invite them to your house? Were you just talking to like them on the phone? Were you just talking to them on your personal phone? And then you you hung up and turned around and went like blah 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 blah. And everybody around you. Went, anybody opens that. their mouth about anybody else? Yeah. I'm like, I'm obviously next. I mean, like, I, I, hey, I'm there's no doubt. I've done my anybody. I've done my shit talking about folks. That's true because we all just do. Something that you wouldn't say to their face. Exactly. Okay. That's it. Thank you. That's exactly See, me. It ain't got right? to, if I'm going to say something to you, guess what? I'm yeah. going to tell them exactly what I just told you, especially if they ask me, yep, I said that. There have been people shocked at work because I said, yep, I sure the hell did say that. But you know what? I didn't say that. But I sure said this, this, and that. And you know what? They respect you for it. Because it goes back to your earlier question that you started the piece with. When you talk about moving on from that toxicity and you talk about how do you get out of it or how do you navigate it or how are you going into 2021 differently, yeah. you have to figure out for yourself what will keep you from ending up in that place of emotional collapse. Mm-hmm. And if it yeah. means that I have to deal with my colleagues in a certain way, then I have to have the strength to mm. put those boundaries in place. Yeah. If it means that I have to deal with my family in a certain way, then it means I have to put those boundaries in place. If it means that I have to tell myself the truth about some shit, mm-hmm. then it means that I need to look myself in the mirror and just be like, okay, this is not good for you. This won't work for you. Because when you do things this way, you end up with headaches. You're snapping at people. You, right there, you don't you fulfill your own dreams. That's the you problem and your partner have like, problems when your spouse have problems. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to get real. So good, and that yeah. means sometimes you got to go to your spouse and be like, or your partner and be like, okay, look, you know what? I was on the crazy train for the last 12 months, 12 years, whatever. <laughs> I realized <laughs> I Since birth. But yeah, I mean, like, you know. So good, I, Kim. I was, so I good. I was on the snap train yesterday. I was like, if somebody, let them. Don't come in here. Don't don't tap on my bed. Do not say nothing. Get away from me. Like I've been like that for like probably the last three days. I just don't. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Just let's just get in and get out. And I don't like it that way. I don't. I don't like that. I'm like that. Like right now, I'm like you know what? I'm just hanging on by a thread. I'm in here. I'm Mm -hmm. getting it done. I'm getting out. That's that's what I feel like right now. As far as my job goes, I feel like I'm hanging on by a thread. Don't you let another job offer come over my desk. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Ooh, it. Sad. And it's not Deuce because I just like my job because I love what I do. I love my job, but I just can't stand people. I can't stand the people I work with. She said, I can't stand people. Can't Straight up, it. they're sharks. They're goddamn sharks. I don't care if any of them are ever listening to this. You're a goddamn shark and you're an asshole. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, what was that? <laughs> That and makes me happy. Not as happy. But in the new year, in the new year, though, toxicity. How do you get rid of that at work? I guess because Tina's so good at it. I guess maybe by ignoring it, by just well, calling it what it you is. Gotta do. But how do you ignore that shit? Like, I just want to just be like, shut up. You know what I mean? Calling like, it what it is, though. Okay. I mean, seriously, calling it what it is. We get so caught up in, well, this is my professional demeanor and I can't step outside my box and I can't call them out like that. You know what? Sometimes we got to, again, our own definitions, we got to get out of the way. It is very professional for me to say to you, you know what? I appreciate the fact that you like being in my space, but I'm going to need a minute right now. So here's what we're going to do. We're not going to hang out at the water cooler. We're not going to have lunch together. Yeah. We're not going to sit in close proximity to each other. None of us have and lunch I don't together. Want you... We only get 20-minute breaks. Right. Okay. We ain't passing each other in the hallway. Right. I'm right. Gonna go around I, I don't know. I just know. Go yeah, so I like that. Saying what you need. Saying what you need. Making a boundary. Boof. All right. My I like change. I got to be authentic. Change new beginnings, yeah. And I got change new beginnings, girl. Change and new beginnings coming in this year. I feel it coming. Happening. Freshness. Happening. I just (laughs) I just need to get off of this tired train, which would be great. But but you know, I don't know. There's just toxic people everywhere, toxic things everywhere that we allow them, they, or it to suck the life out of us. 
how do we get off of that toxic train that just has been rolling for, I don't know, at least, at least since I can, I don't know, at least since I was a teenager, when I first let that toxic shit, you know, how do you get off that train? I got to be honest with myself. For me, when you said, what is 2021 for you? For me, it's all about truth. Truth and authenticity. Fair this, enough. Is, this is Ken. And sometimes I'm going to have to tell you some stuff that's going to hurt your feelings. I like it, Kim. I and like sometimes it. I'm going to have to set some boundaries. Because boundaries. like you said, Carrie, I'm in that mental state of collapse. Took me a while to get there, but I'm there. And so in 2021, I have the power to change the situation. I'm not going to feel bad. It guilty. took me a while to get here. Not going to feel guilty. Mm-hmm. Not going to feel stupid. Man. Not going to feel like I should have known better, should have done better. Now that I know better, I'm going to do better. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. I mean, all we can do as humans right now is do what we can to do our best. I mean, we're all we're all going through something, whether it's big or small. Nobody knows your situation unless you tell them. You know, funny how many people think they know your situation, but on any given day, you don't know. You don't know what somebody's going through. Everybody has a story that will break your fucking heart. Yeah, and so you know what? Sometimes talking about somebody when you don't know their situation is probably not the best thing to do, as far as you know, well, why is so-and-so not here? Well, sometimes we don't know why, you know, and it could be something serious that we don't really know about and that we're not privy to. But I think sometimes as humans, we forget about that. And I'm not saying I don't do that because I do. There are times and I have to, and I have to slap myself sometimes and be like, dude, get your shit together, Kayleen, because you don't know. And then there are times when I had damn well know. Absolutely. I know. Absolutely. I know. Okay. There are a lot of times when absolutely I know. <laughs> And some of those I have to tend to keep to myself because, you know, Tina has had to reel me back a couple of times. You know, she reeled me back a few weeks ago and was like, Mm-mm, you can't say that. I said, yeah. why? She said, no, nope. you got the no. She good. said, no, nope. she said, just let it go. You're going to let it go. And I said, but I don't want to because it's bullshit. And she said, yeah, you are going to. Okay. I let it go. I let her direct trust her. And it was you know that she right has your decision. best interests. Yeah. Well, not only she had my best interest, but she had this other person's best interest. As well, oh, and they ought to be thankful great. for her, but they don't know. You missed. Yes, yeah. exactly. Because she was like, You can't be calling out people all the time, Kayleen. And I was like, But I can because I know. And she's like, Well, even sometimes when you know, sometimes it's not the proper time. She's right. She was right. Yeah. Well, and what does it do for you? Because, see, that's another word that I would say for me in 2021. I'm selfish. I'm going to be selfish as hell in 2021. If it don't do nothing for me and my state of mind, whew, ain't got time. If telling you about yourself would actually do something for me and my state of mind, it's ripping. <laughs> but if it ain't going to do nothing for me, let, let me keep it pushing. Let me just go on and avoid you and keep it pushing. All right. All right. Well, you know, I'm looking forward to 2021. On a multitude of, of levels, not only is it on a personal level, but on a world level. Um, I think the world is going to be better off after January 20th. Um, you know, we've been stuck with a mini dictator, child, man child, for four years that 80 million people actually voted for. I'm, I'm in disgust. But um, it's, it's but unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. You but, you know, it's also unbelievable that these people are still saying the election was rigged. You want to talk about rigged? You want to talk about rigged? I didn't see Hillary get one damn lawyer when she damn well should have. Okay? I didn't see Al Gore get a damn lawyer over Florida, which he should have. But he didn't. So I'm tired of these selfish assholes crying about the damn election. When they told us to stop crying, to buck up, buckle up, buttercup, this is your president. Well, guess what? Buckle up, buttercups, because this is your president for the next four years. Suck it up. <laughs> How about that? For you better learn to dance. <laughs> you better learn to dance, because I'm partying in the streets. That's right. That's right. <laughs> anyway, 
thank you, my guests, for being here today. Um, I know that we were all over the place, but technically toxicity is is a subject that's all over the place. I mean, it's everywhere, whether it's personal, whether it's worldly, it's it's there. It's there every day. And I think Kim Kim gave us some eye openers today. I mean, I hadn't thought about it, but shit, we are the cause of our own toxicity because we allow it to fester and to be there. So I task you with what are you going to do in 2021 to get rid of this toxicity in your life, personal, however you want to put life, it. Bring life to others while we have to exist in it. How about that That's too? Right. Oh, I love that. Right. Toxicity, I love man. that too. I yeah. love that too. I love that, Miss Carrie. I just want to thank all you guys for being here. I want to thank Amy for being here. I want to thank Carrie for being here. And I want to thank Kim. Thank you all for your opinions. Thank you guys for And that concludes this episode of Talk Amongst Friends. Thank you for joining us.